Hello everyone. I hope everyone's having a good Wednesday today. Uh, it's been a little while since we've been together for midweek perspectives. Uh, I apologize for that. We took a little bit of a break over um, the holiday break and then beyond that um, I found myself being pretty busy for the last few weeks with with um, funerals, whether being a part of them or, or attending them. Um, but it's time to get back into our midweek perspective study and hopefully this will be the first of a, of a good number of weeks that we'll be able to be together. Um, um, we are taking a look at Acts chapter 6 today, and I would suggest, uh, to, if, if need be, like I said, it's been a while since we've been together, uh, maybe start over in the book of Acts. We're not that far into it, and, and read through and uh, kind of catch back up to, to where we find ourselves in Acts chapter 6. But specifically right now, just going to give you a little bit of time um, to, take, uh, to pause this and look at Acts chapter 6. It is very much an action chapter. It's a short chapter. Uh, and it has, um, I think there's something we can bring forth out of it, though, that can be very valuable for us uh, yet today as we take a look at it together. So, why don't you press the pause button, read the 15 verses of Acts chapter 6, and we'll get back together shortly. Okay, I hope you've had the time now to read through these this this chapter six of Acts, and as you see, um, there's not a lot of tremendous amount of teaching that takes place in this chapter. It's just some some of what's taking place within the church. Uh, I've had this discussion with people quite regularly, it seems like, um, about church and how churches are far from perfect. Well, there is a reason for that, um, because churches are made up of people. <laughs> That's just the, the nature of it. And um, even though we, as the children of God, have been perfected um, b- before God by the blood of Jesus Christ, um, we still have... Uh, many times a a divisive nature that we bring with us, highly opinionated we can be, as well as uh, sometimes uh, we can be um, offended, and sometimes we can also offend others. So, um, all that being said, when we look to the early church here, we see that there is an element of something taking place. I don't know if I'd go as far to call it um, a type of segregation or racism, but, but there is a dispute that had arisen between two different types of Jews. As you look at this, um, you have the native Hebrews and you have the Hellenistic Jews, meaning there's a little bit of a cultural change there. Hellenistic is the Greek, um, if you will, Jews. And um, there is a level of, of societal division there that's not supposed to be within the church, but like I said, sometimes we bring a little bit of our baggage with us into the church. Regardless, Part of what the church was doing now was helping those who were in need, and there was a portion of the church that thought that there was some neglect taking place um, when it came to this helping out with with the needs. And this in this particular instance, it was the the, um, the handing out of of food to those who were who were hungry in need of it. So. The apostles have their hands full with with teaching, with uh, with with prayer for the churches, with handling um, disputes of different kinds, and this was something that they did not have the time nor the energy to take care of, and so they designated a small group of of seven men. The church did this; they picked out seven men who would then 
take upon themselves the responsibility for serving tables. Um, and that's just kind of shortened for the distribution of food. As a matter of fact, they would be given um, the term, the, the title, um, and it's not really a title, it's more of a servant label than a title, but but the, the, the label, title, whatever you want to call it, of deacon, which means a servant of tables. Now, this is not the first time in Scripture that we see some delegation of responsibility and authority take place. Uh, my mind goes to uh, way back um, prior to this, historically speaking, uh, when Moses had led the nation of Israel out of Egypt. Um, they are close to the mountain of God. We, we call the Mount Sinai. Um, the law was soon to be given, and they were encamped uh, there in the in the wilderness around Mount Sinai, and again, this is an ex, an ex, expansive group of people. We're talking a very very large group. So, um, and Moses, what he was doing was on a daily basis, he was coming before the people and he was judging the people when it came to disputes between people, whether it be a civil ju- a civil suit or a criminal suit of some kind. He was the one who was the mediator between them and God and the one who was given the authority and responsibility to mete out justice and to judge the people. Well, Moses' father-in-law, whose name was Jethro, was in town, if you will. He was visiting and Moses has told him the incredible things that God had done for the people of Israel. Uh, Jethro is very excited about that. But Jethro sees this day-to-day process taking place, and he sees it wearing on his son-in-law, Moses. And he comes alongside Moses and says, you cannot do this anymore. This is going to wear you out. It is not going to be good for you. And because you cannot fulfill this huge responsibility, it's not going to be good for the people of God either. So he says, what you need to do is you need to designate wise men, um, honorable men, to become judges of the people. Now, he tells him when there is a big dispute that they don't feel they are capable of handling, they will bring those disputes to you for your judgment. But the smaller ones, they can handle it. And he just says, son, you're wearing yourself out. This is You're burning the candle at both ends. This is not going to work. Moses takes his advice, and sure enough, it seems to, as we look to Exodus, we, it seems to work. So, We get now two examples from Scripture, and that's not an exhaustive list. There are others as well, where it becomes very clear that we are not capable of handling by ourselves the great responsibilities laid upon us by God and by His Holy Spirit many times. And we need help. We need each other. And that is something that is very important for us to remember within the church. There, there is The church is not a place for the Lone Rangers, all right? It's, it's not a collection of Lone Rangers. It's not. Uh, we need one another. We need to rely upon one another as well as we need to share the responsibilities of, of spiritual responsibilities, but probably even more so the day-to-day um, responsibilities that come in life. And, and we are to encourage each other in those. We are to share those burdens together. Um, we see this as a pattern in the Bible of not only God working amongst his people and calling his people to, to different places of, of responsibility, 
Um, we see it not only in, in the Old Testament times, we see it very much so in the New Testament times, and more specifically within the church. Um, the church is built upon the foundation. He is the cornerstone of Jesus Christ. The apostles built upon the foundation of Christ in a powerful way. They were called and set apart by God to be his primary, initial pillars upon which the church would be built. But the apostles have been gone for a long time now. God continues to use people to do his work within the church as well as within the world. And that's something very important for us to remember. So anyway, this chapter six is a good one. It's a very interesting chapter um, to see that that even early in the, in the life of the church, there were already some issues coming up that had to be taken care of. And it was pretty pretty important to see that the, the the apostles passing off some of that responsibility to others. And some of the guys in this list of the deacons, well, I'll tell you what, you got Stephen, who was the first martyr of the church. You've got Philip, who was in a, not only a deacon and a servant within the church, but a powerful evangelist in his own right that we'll read more about in the coming chapters of the book of Acts. Um, The others we don't hear as much about, but I'd be willing to bet that all of these men um, fulfilled more responsibility than the carrying out of seeing to it that nobody's neglected in the distribution of food. But we must not minimize the importance of those day-to-day responsibilities as well. So, uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, Next week, we'll take a look at Acts chapter 7. So, take the time um, when you have the opportunity in the days ahead to read that maybe a couple of times. And um, we'll see what the the Lord has for us. Big things um, coming in the book of Acts. Thank you again for joining us. pray that you have a good day today.